What's up, everybody? I am Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report Direct Message for today, July 26, 2021. This is my last Monday before going off the grid. That's right, this Friday will be my last show until September 1st. No phone, no TV, no news, no current events, no nothing. I'm going to sit quietly, catch up on a little reading, relax, let the brain reset, let the world continue to go on and see what happens. Uh, so we have a, a big, big, big week for you here. Uh, shows every day, obviously. Big live stream on Friday, where I will announce the pre-sale and the title of my new book, which I can't wait to share with you. We're gonna make some uh, announcements about locals, and there's just a lot going on. Uh, before I get into all the stuff about today's show, um, I was in South Dakota for Freedom Fest for a couple days last week, went to Mount Rushmore, uh, was just hanging out with a bunch of freedom-loving people in South Dakota, and it was just absolutely great. There is hope in this great country, and I just wanted to say that. I am just feeling good right now, and that's the feeling that I'm gonna try to take through this week. Uh, speaking of South Dakota, I bumped into my friend and last week's, last week's guest uh, of the Rubin Report, uh, Larry Elder, over at Freedom Fest. We were doing a book signing right next to each other, and a spectacular new poll just came out. Can we throw this on the screen? This is from Emerson College, uh, and this is polling for the California recall election, and Larry Elder, who just got in last week, a lot of these guys have been in for quite some time, he is basically leading all the candidates against Gavin Newsom. He's now at 16%, John Cox, 6%, Caitlyn Jenner, four, a couple others uh, right around there undecided 53%, uh, but this is great, great news, okay? Larry is the one that can do this. If there is any hope for this crazy state, and maybe there isn't, but I am a dreamer and I know I'm not the only one, uh, then I think Larry Elder is the guy that can topple Newsom. I do wanna add one other thing on this. We're gonna show you a headline over here. Caitlyn Jenner, the thing is just a completely made up PR stunt, which was what I was worried about from the beginning. Caitlyn Jenner is actually in Sydney, Australia right now for the next couple weeks shooting Big Brother. So yeah, it's all a PR stunt. Um, so let's assume that that 4% basically moves over to Larry Elder. Now Larry's at about 20%. A couple of those other people drop. You get some of the undecided smooth. They all start coalescing around Larry. And then maybe, maybe guys, California has a chance. I, I think it's possible. I actually think it's possible. We shall see. Three stories for you this week. Uh, AOC, remember that, uh, that gal? She is a liar. And uh, I'm gonna show you some video on that uh, because once again, they are claiming that unless you want critical race theory taught in our schools, then you don't want racism taught. And this is just a lie. This is the new meme that they're pushing. If, if we can't teach critical race theory, then we can't teach racism at all. And it's like, Every single one of us that went to public school in America have been taught racism. I don't know anyone, Republican, independent, anywhere else that doesn't want racism or an honest assessment of our history taught. 
but that's the new meme that is out there amongst the lying class of which AOC is a part. Uh, that's story number one. Story number two, uh, the former White House p- physician who has worked under at least three administrations, uh, he is basically saying something ain't right with Biden and we, we may need to start talking about the, the 25th Amendment. Uh, if you didn't see it, Biden did a town hall on CNN last week. I didn't cover it because obviously I was traveling, um, but he had several sort of mental breakdowns, long-winded answers that went absolutely nowhere. It's becoming more and more obvious that he has, I don't wanna say dementia, but at least he has OPS, old person syndrome. And at what point does it fully burst forth into the mainstream? Well, now a White House physician who was a respected White House physician, as I said, worked under several presidents. Well, now he's uh, being a little more forceful about some of the language on some of this stuff. Uh, And then finally, obviously, we're gonna talk a little bit about COVID because it does seem like it's COVID round two. It seems like it's slightly back. What's going on? Delta variant. Uh, Now, Fauci wants uh, vaccinated people to wear masks. Uh, But you're not gonna believe this. We found tweets from MSNBC hosts saying the complete reverse a year ago that they're saying now. And do you think it might've had something to do with that orange man being president and now they got old person syndrome Biden in charge? I think it has something to do with that. Guys, before I get to any of that, I wanna talk to you about Taser. You know, the world in 2021 can feel like an unstable and dangerous place, but we can't live in fear, ain't it the truth? Taser is giving people the confidence to protect themselves by creating life-saving defense technology. Taser's line of non-lethal self-protection devices are small and lightweight enough to carry with you or in your glove compartment or purse, yet they're powerful enough to incapacitate an attacker. Guns carry risks for you and those around you, and even pepper spray can harm you as much as an attacker, and it's often ineffective. Taser products are safer and easier to use. They use an electrical charge to immobilize attackers for up to 30 seconds, allowing you time to escape and send for help. Taser devices come loaded with features like laser-assisted targeting and emergency dispatch, which will send response teams to your GPS location upon firing. More than 237,000 lives have been saved with the Taser network of devices, apps, and personnel. Protect yourself and your family with Taser's line of smart self-defense products. Unlike solutions that require extensive training and education, Taser products are simple, clear, and intuitive to use. Taser products empower you, they don't confuse you. The people at Taser believe that it's safer, that a safer self-defense is a better self-defense. Taser devices are available without a permit in most US states. Get the Taser Purse Plus or Taser Strike Light at taser.com, promo code Ruben. Save 15% now at taser.com, promo code Ruben, spelled T-A-S-E-R.com, promo code Ruben. Restrictions apply, see site for details. And now back to me. All right, I'm not even gonna give much of an intro to this one. Here's AOC lying. Well, I was gonna say, and, and to that, we should say, why don't you want our schools to teach anti-racism? Why don't Republicans want their kids to know the tradition of anti-racism in the United States? Why are Republicans trying to ban books in this country? Why are Republicans trying to ban speech? Why are they trying to fire certain professors? Why are they attacking the core roots of history in this country that strays anything beyond what we already know? In fact, you have folks like Kevin McCarthy making statements that sound like he's never even read Martin Luther King in his life. 
trying to ban books that actually talk about the history of the civil rights movement and institutional racism in the United States. So why don't Republicans want us to learn how to not be racist? Why don't Republicans want us want kids to know how to not be racist? Well, they're and saying it's too that young. And it is makes the question that illuminates this. All right. Everything she said there was a lie. Top to bottom, every single thing that she said there was a lie. Why don't you want our schools to teach anti-racism? The implication being that schools don't want to teach racism, right? Except everyone knows that, te that schools teach about racism. Schools teach about slavery. Schools, for the most part, give an honest assessment of the history of America. D did any of you not learn about the Civil War? Did you not learn about slavery? Did you not learn about American Indians being here before the founding of the United States? Of course we learn all of these things. Uh, she also says that Kevin McCarthy wants to ban books. I had Kevin McCarthy in here for an hour-long, completely uncensored interview where he made it very clear I could ask him anything I wanted, and we don't edit when we do interviews. Nothing about banning books came up, okay? They're trying to get critical race theory, which is race essentialism. It is to teach children to be racists, to endlessly judge everyone on the color of their skin. They're trying to get that out of schools, um, but he's not trying to ban books. I have no doubt, though, that AOC would like to ban some books. And who are the very people that are banning books, whether it's Abigail Schreier's books, uh, book on young girls uh, transitioning to become boys that people keep trying to kick off Amazon. It's called Irreversible Damage, and I've, I've interviewed Abigail, and the idea that she's a transphobe is completely ridiculous. These are the people who want to do all those things. So this is one of those cases where every single thing, watch the video again, every single thing that AOC said there was a lie, and much more of it is applicable to her and the progressives than anyone on the conservative side. I have never once met a conservative or a libertarian. I was just at a crazy libertarian conference, right? Freedom Fest, with a bunch of people who just want individual rights and be, to be left alone. I have never once heard anyone say, let's not teach racism. Let's not teach history. Let's not teach about Martin Luther King. She's a liar. I don't know what to do with these people. You know, like that's really the, the spot that I'm at. That's where I, what I've been saying for the last couple of weeks. Like, what do we do about the people who lie about everything? Well, AOC is basically on the top of that list because everything she said to Don Lemon is a lie there. And then, you know, Lemon then at the end was like, oh, well, they're saying people, kids are too young to learn any of this. Well, actually, it's not just that I don't want a six-year-old learning about anti-racism, which is racism. I don't want a 16-year-old learning it, and I certainly don't want them learning it at state-funded education centers. So I guess the, the answer to this thing is get your kids out of public schools. Get them into charter schools, get them into private schools, and if you can't afford it, which is totally understandable, then you should be pushing for school choice. You should be pushing to fund students, not systems. So right now, the way it basically works is, you know, your tax dollars go to this giant system that is basically beholden to the teachers' union, and then they can teach your kids whatever they want, often teaching them racist ideas. That's what these, that's what these ridiculous people want. And Randy Weingarten, who's the head of the, uh, the teachers union, well, instead of funding these schools, we should fund students, which is 
that you take the tax money, you give it to the parents. The parents can then decide what they want to do. Do they want to do home pods? Do they want to do charter schools, private schools? Is there some other thing that they want to do? That would be a much better system. But in essence, you can see what they are doing. They lie about everything and they are trying to destroy everything. And although I don't have kids yet, we don't have kids yet, we're working on it, I can't imagine what negligence it would be at this point to send your children to public school. Yes, there must be a few public schools that have not been completely infected by this stuff. But unless you want kids with cameras to, to actually be recording what these crazy teachers are saying, just because they're handed the stuff, right? Like they're handed the curriculum and they're handed it and then they're just reading this stuff and they're telling white kids that they're racist and they're talking about equality instead of, or they're talking about equity instead of equality and everything else. It's like, we had a big, big problem on our hands. But speaking of big problems, uh, the President of the United States obviously has a severe case of OPS. This is old person syndrome. Something is not right with Joe Biden. We all know it and they can't hide him forever. And they have been leaking him out a little bit more. Every now and again, he'll take a question when he's not supposed to, and then often he says, oh, I'm gonna get in trouble for that. Or he walks up to a microphone and sort of blathers some incoherent nonsense. Well now, former presidential physician, Ronnie Jackson, is coming out and talking about what he thinks is going on with Biden. This is not some crazy random conspiracy theorist off the street. This guy was a presidential physician under George Bush, under Barack Obama, and under Donald Trump. Take a listen. Absolutely, Sean. And I've been saying this from the very beginning. I've been saying that something's going on here. I was saying this when he was candidate, Joe Biden. And I've been saying that it's only going to get worse. And guess what? We're watching that happen right before our eyes right now. And I, I'm at the point right now where, you know, I went from, you know, telling people we should be concerned about what might potentially be going on to, to now saying, hey, what are, what is happening right now? Where where are the the, the, the people in, in our academic medicine that were out there calling for, for President Trump to have a cognitive test? Where are these people? There's something seriously going on with this man right now. And, you know, I think that he's either going to he's either going to resign. They're going to convince him to resign from office at some point in the near future for medical issues. Or they're going to have to use the 25th Amendment to get rid of this man right now. There's some serious stuff going on right now. And if they do that, it'll be the president's cabinet that initiates that. And if you got to imagine if you're a cabinet member right now, if you're the president's secretary of defense or secretary of treasury or his attorney general, you have to be looking at him right now and thinking to yourself, like, what is going on? Can I take direction from this man right now? And, and I think that's going to start happening pretty soon. I think there's going to be some serious pushback from the White House and from the left to, to do something about what's going on. Because you, you mentioned in your opening, this is a national security issue at this point, Sean. It really is. Okay, that's Ronnie Jackson, former presidential physician. He's not mincing words there and basically sounds to me like he's telling the truth. I don't know what is wrong with Joe Biden. I am not a doctor and I'm certainly not Joe Biden's doctor and he's not Joe Biden's doctor either. Uh, but he does know a little something about medicine. He knows a little something about what it's like to care for the president of the United States. And he's also just telling us something that we all know, right? He's just telling us something that we all can see and yet it's not shown on mainstream media anywhere. And what do we do about that chasm? What do we do about the divide between what we all can see and what mainstream will allow us to process together, right? Because that's the only thing 
that kind of holds us together as a nation. It's like, this is why we need a, a sane and decent and honest media. It's like, we're all seeing different stories right now. And depending on who you follow on Twitter and what YouTube shows you watch and anything else, like think how different your, the set of facts that you guys know and the ideas that you care about from watching this show, let's say, think how different that is than someone who's only watching MSNBC or only watching CNN. It's, it's pretty staggeringly different. So there was this CNN town hall, Biden babbled like, I mean, it was just absolutely extraordinary. Can we grab that quote? We're gonna to try to grab a quote from it. I'm gonna redo something if we can pull it up in time. I'm gonna redo something that Biden said. I think it was originally tweeted maybe by Ali Beth Stuckey or somebody over there, a, a quote card. I sent it out on Twitter a couple days ago. We'll see if we can grab it, I think, from Friday. Um, Biden also, the other day, was doing a little press conference, and he said he was on the Judiciary Committee 150 years ago, which, if that's true, uh, well, <laughs> then, then he's a vampire. Um, so what, what do we do about this? I mean, look, at, at the end of the day, uh, you know, I think this is a little sort of similar. Uh, there we go. We got the quote. I'll get to it in just a second. If, can you make that a little bit bigger, if possible, on the prompter? Um, I think this is sort of similar to the airlock situation with COVID lab leak. So. For about a year, there was a certain amount of people online who were saying, oh, there is a chance that COVID leaked from a Wuhan lab. There's a chance that maybe we had funded some of this stuff. Like there's a chance, right? And what were they told? They were told that they were conspiracy theorists. They were told they were crazy people. They were told that they should be banned from Twitter and everywhere else. And then for a year that basically went on. And then remember what happened about a month ago, John Stewart, went on Stephen Colbert's show and said something about the COVID lab leak theory. And then suddenly everyone in the mainstream media felt that they could talk about it because the airlock had basically been broken, right? So it's like, oh, John Stewart said it, a good, decent, standard liberal has said it. So now we can all say what those crazy right-wingers were saying this entire time. And I sense that's gonna be exactly what happens. Mark my words, I'm saying this at the end of July, 2021, mark my words, that's sort of what's gonna be uh, what's gonna happen here, that it's gonna be something like Barack Obama over the next couple months will probably in, be in an interview and do one offhanded sentence where he'll be, he'll be like something like, oh, you know, Joe isn't exactly what he used to be, or maybe Joe's lost a step, a step or, or maybe it'll be as far as maybe Joe should think about stepping down or something like that. And then suddenly everyone in the media is gonna pretend that now they can all talk about it. And that, you know, suddenly all the people who they were calling crazy for talking about it this whole time, like, I think you got the point there. So, okay, I'm gonna read this quote. This is an exact quote that Joe Biden said to Don Lemon at this CNN town hall. I have to look a little low because we're doing this off the computer here, but just listen to the quote and you tell me if this makes sense. I can't even read it as slowly and confused as Joe Biden, but just tell me if this makes any sense. And the question is whether or not we should be in a position where our, why can't the experts say we know that this virus is in fact, it's going to be, or excuse, we know why all the drugs approved are not temporarily approved, but permanently approved, that's underway too. That's just one little thing, and you can watch the video on that. And I just, again, I just want to say one other thing. This is not me being partisan or me being an asshole or me not being sympathetic to old people or people with cognitive decline or any of those things, okay? I've told you guys this before. I spent a lot of time in New York with my, with my grandma 
who had the beginnings of dementia in the last couple years of her life and was constantly repeating herself and forgetting things and becoming frustrated. And guess what? There was actually some beauty to it too because in some ways she forgot a lot of the things that she used to worry about and complain about. And she really became a really wonderful, quite spectacular person at the at the end of her life. She always was, but really like we, we bonded in an incredible way. And because I was doing stand-up at night, I had a lot of free time during the day and I would take her to doctors several times a week. Um, and she had other health things too. And I would take her to doctors and the repetition and taking the cognitive tests and all of those things. So I don't say any of this lightly, but like if you're, one, if you're a journalist, if you're a journalist right now who's not saying something about something we all can see, are you a journalist? And, and if you're someone who believes that America uh, is good and you believe that the office of the presidency matters and that any of the political stuff, that any of this matters, like, and you're trying to hide it or not talk about what you can see because it's your guy in office, like, are you, are you a patriotic American at that point? Like, so I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Those of you that are seeing these things, you're not conspiracy theorists, you're not crazy people. I don't think you're trying to be dicks about it. I'm certainly not trying to be a dick about it, but something ain't right. And that was former White House physician, Ronnie, uh, was it jo Ronnie Johnson? Uh, what was it? Ronnie Jackson, sorry. Ronnie Jackson basically saying that right there. So make of it what you will, but my guess, I'm just putting this as a little, let's just put a little pin on Dave Rubin today. Uh, my little pin is that Barack Obama probably will be the one who breaks the airlock on it, very similarly to how Jon Stewart broke the airlock on the COVID lab leak thing. All right, so speaking of COVID, let's, uh, let's move because you know the hypocrisy just doesn't end with these people. And you know my friend Michael Malice often says, and uh, Walter Kern, who was on the show a couple weeks ago on our Friday panel, makes the point of saying that something good is happening right now because the lies are just coming out faster and faster. So sort of like the first segment I did on AOC, it's like everyone knows you're lying about all that stuff. Not everyone, but a lot of people. Fauci, you flip-flop every which way. It's like you guys are red-pilling people left and right because the average person has some uh, memory, right? We have some memory of you saying one thing and then saying another thing and everything else. So here is Fauci now saying that mask mandates for fully vaccinated Americans gonna be quite understandable, what? So it's quite understandable, Neil, why local authorities are now saying, good that you're vaccinated, but in a situation where you have people indoors, particularly crowded, you should wear a mask. Good that you're vaccinated, but people indoors should wear a mask, that local authorities should be deciding that. Well, guys. Science tells us the vaccine works, right? Isn't that what he's telling us? So if you're vaccinated, you should be allowed to be out there. We're also told now the new thing is that, uh, that the vaccine doesn't really stop the Delta variant, which everyone's freaking over, but you will get less, lesser symptoms in essence, okay? I think they're missing the point here. I, I'm gonna actually try to give Fauci the benefit of the doubt, which it's getting very hard to do. But the point that they're missing is that humans need to move on. We need to move on from this, right? Some people are going to get sick. It is possible that, uh, that COVID will be with us in some form or another forever at this point. And there will be people who get sick. There will be people who get different variants. Maybe it will morph into something else. Uh, you should take whatever precautions you wanna take. You know my feelings about vaccines and if you wanna wear masks and all of those things. But the fact that still now, we are over a year and a half after two weeks to flatten the curve, and now he's kinda saying, yeah, if you're indoors, 
wear a mask even if you're vaccinated. It's like, when does life ever become normal again? And then there's these other people that'll say, well, no, this is the new normal. And again, guys, if you could snap your fingers, if you could snap your fingers and go back to a year and a half ago, would you do it? Go back to that life a year and a half ago, would you do it? I think pretty much everybody would, except our ruling class, except the Fauci's, except the Democrat governors, except the people who wanna endlessly control you. I can tell you here in Los Angeles, where now there is an indoor mask mandate, whether you're vaccinated or not. Well, first off, a lot of people aren't doing it. The sheriff has said he will not enforce it. I went into the mall. I did not wear a mask. Some people were wearing, ma were, were wearing masks. Some people were not wearing masks. And when you see someone who's not wearing a mask, there's a nice human moment. And you can actually see them smile because you can see their mouth. It's quite extraordinary, actually, because human interaction and us being social creatures is an important part of the whole damn thing. Um, when I went into Bloomingdale's, I went into Bloomingdale's to get a bathing suit because I'm going off the grid. Uh, I did not have a mask on. A sales associate came up to me very nicely. He said, sir, could you put on your mask? And I did because I was not there to get into a fight with this guy or get this guy fired or any bit of trouble or have them call the police, even though we know the police won't, won't do anything about it. Uh, but I think you can do what is right for you in your life. I'm not being a dick about it. I'm actually going to get the, uh, the antibody test later today uh, at 3.30, so stay tuned on that um, because everyone has to make decisions for themselves. Anyway, I wanna show you some other tweets that we've got here. So back in March of 2020, people were saying very, very different things. This is Chris Hayes. Trump's obsession slash focus on a vaccine is nuts. It's totally immaterial to the short-term challenges, which are substantial. Now, I want you to really think about that. Let's leave that up for just a second. Uh, this is back basically a little over a year ago when Trump was pushing for a vaccine and you've got the eight o'clock, I guess. He I guess he's on. This guy's on at eight o'clock. I don't know what time Chris Hayes is on. Nobody, nobody really knows what time Chris Hayes is on, and nobody should know. But basically, he's saying that Trump, because he's pushing for a vaccine, is nuts. These are the very same people who all want you to get vaccinated immediately, right now. He slightly has walked back from that on Twitter over the last couple of days. Then there's that that real. Uh, piece of work, Joy Reid over on MSNBC, and this is when Trump was president. The Trump administration has so broken the federal government and several state governments, thanks to sycophantic governors like Ron DeSantis, Brian Kemp, Greg Abbott, Kristi Noem, et cetera, et cetera, I can't even conceive how we put it back together and restore credibility. I mean, will anyone, anyone at all, ever fully trust the CDC again? And who on God's earth would trust a vaccine approved by the FDA? How do we get a vaccine distributed after this broken Trumpist nonsense has infected everything, even if Biden wins? Really think about that. Think about the level of partisan insanity that these people pushed out there. We have Chris, Hayes basically saying Trump's focusing on a vaccine and that's gonna kill people. And this woman saying, Joy Reid, saying we can't even trust the CDC anymore because of Trump. These are the same exact people who now will tell you everything that the CDC is right and that of course you should get vaccinated and it's the unvaccinated people who are the problem even though it was them telling people we're focusing too much on vaccines and vaccines are probably evil because of Trump. This is what causes people to have bipolar disorder. I'm fairly certain, like if you watch these people, the way they flip flop. You know, it's one thing to change your opinion. I hear this often. 
Well, Dave, you changed your opinion on things. You used to be a Bernie supporting leftist. We've seen the videos on YouTube. I'm not proud of those videos, by the way. Uh, but you know what happened to me? I got new information, like that seminal moment that all of you have seen when I sat down with Larry Elder talking about systemic racism, and I couldn't back up my position, and Larry had facts and information. That's not flip-flopping when you evolve to a new position because of new information. Flip-flopping is when, because one guy you don't like says something, you say something, and then when the guy you like says something, you say something else. And that's what all of these people are doing. We'll throw Rachel Maddow in there too. We've got a Maddow tweet. Trump has plotted with his team on a pre-election promotional campaign to try to convince voters a vaccine is safe, approved, and ready for mass distribution, even if none of that is true yet. Well, of course, as we know, it turned out to be completely true and it's exactly the same vaccine that they are trying to push on everybody right now. How do you not go crazy in the madness? You know how I, not, I don't go crazy in the madness? I usually don't tweet on weekends and I'm about to take a month off of all of this and, and relax and restore and everything else. But it is a big week. Uh, I just interviewed Congressman Jim Jordan from Ohio. We talk all about the big tech stuff. He is really trying to bring some bills in not to regulate big tech per se, uh, but at the very least to possibly break them up and, and you know harm some of the monopolistic power that they have. Part one of my interview with uh, Jim Jordan is up on YouTube now. The full episode is up at rubenreport.locals.com. Oh, and you know that Ben Shapiro guy, the uh, fastest talking Jew on all of uh, YouTube? Uh, he has a new book coming out this week. I just interviewed him this morning. And uh, it's a good one. The book comes out tomorrow. Part one will come out tomorrow as well. Is that right? Yes, and the full will be at rubenreport.locals.com. We've got a jam-packed week. As I said, Friday, we got a couple, couple big announcements. There's a lot of good stuff going on with locals. Uh, the pre-sale for my next book will begin on Friday. It comes out in April, but I'm excited to finally share the, the title with you, the cover, really the, the mission of the book, the purpose of the book. I think it's, I think it's just the right extension of Don't Burn This Book. It's sort of part two, I would say, probably in what will be a trilogy, actually, because in uh, Don't Burn This Book, I sort of laid out what my beliefs are and the framework that I think is the best framework for an America or a Western society to be free, and of course, those are the classically liberal positions that I hold. This book is, okay, well now we're getting away from a lot of that stuff, but how do you and I thrive in that atmosphere? Uh, because I've been able to, despite this craziness, and I wanna impart some of that on you guys. So I think you're gonna dig it. Uh, and if you wanna communicate with me directly for live streams, live chat, and more, rubenreport.locals.com. All right, have a great day, everybody. See you tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. And don't forget, you can watch my direct messages live on Blaze TV and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And of course, if you want to connect with me personally and get early access to my sit-down interviews, join rubenreport.locals.com.